or you can do all those things and so much more. Just grab a seat in the chair or the floor. Sit back, relax, recline. While she drops another casual line. You're tuned in to Casually Molly with Molly Welcome back to the Casually Molly podcast, everybody. I am your host, Molly Ambergy, based here in St. Louis, Missouri. We en- we entertain and interview. I was like, I'm going to think I'm going to combine these two words today. That's what happens when you take a couple of weeks off just to do some shows and actually like spend time with your family and the people you love. But we are back from Thanksgiving with the funny man himself, funny man fields, Kyle Fields. Give it up for him. <laughs> The crowd goes wild. That's what I'll we give have to myself do an applause. <laughs> there we go. I, did, I shouldn't have said that. They wouldn't necessarily have to know. Well, it was that's what me. we have to do in this business, guys. If no one else is clapping, you really got to hype yourself up. So, see, yeah, I, 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 I look, stick on my teeth, please. To be go fair, ahead. even to be to be in this business, you have to have some sort of mental illness anyway. So, I think giving <laughs> yourself an applause <laughs> is not. And I, and I say this, uh, people are listening to it, going, "Oh my God, what an a hole!" No, I have my own podcast too. So, yeah. And I'm sorry I just cleaned my teeth on this podcast, but I need it to because we also filmed this. So all good. <laughs> if you're listening, uh, I had to remove some lipstick off my teeth because Kyle was making me laugh. So <laughs> oh, that's fine. I'll tell you what made me laugh. I loved your theme. man. I've not heard that theme before. That was awesome. Oh, thank you. Shout out to Darius Varner. He actually made the song. It was a little bit longer when we first made it. And then I just cut it down a little bit just to get us back into the podcast for season six. But yeah, shout out to him. Good friend, good person. Been on the podcast. Love him to death. Um, Yeah. What do you think our theme is today? (laughs) Well, well, I love it. And it's funny because... That like I, so I've been in radio you know for a long time. I was mm-hmm. eighteen when I started. I'm thirty five now, and I'm still making you know upwards of uh, fifteen thousand dollars a year. Not to brag, right? But uh, okay, yeah. well, that was silent. That was a little. <laughs> I well, because I moved my hands, but I keep forgetting. We also have audio listeners too, so people are like, "Why was there silence?" It's <laughs> just hand motions. I was a theater major, you sure. guys. I can't help it. <laughs> Go ahead. So. No, the point that I was getting at is in do, like when you first hear a theme song or you first make a bit or whatever when you you know try to do a, you know whatever radio podcasting it sounds great and then if you walk away oftentimes and come back three days later it's like this is fifteen minutes too long what the hell was I thinking mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. so I can see creating a, a theme and then it's you know five minutes later everybody's falling asleep so I understand that. <laughs> Well, thank you. I will, you know, I will tell you, Kyle is so fun. So no one is going to fall asleep or feel like this is going to go 15 minutes too long. Even if it might, we're going to have fun. It's going to be a good time. Uh, Kyle, like you mentioned, you've done radio. You started when you were 18 and now you're based out of Springfield, Illinois. Uh, Why don't you tell us a little bit about your journey and how you got there? (laughs) Well, yeah, look, I think every kid when he starts in radio when he's 18, after 15 years, he wants to wind up in Springfield, Illinois. That's the dream, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I was a high schooler in uh, Lexington, Kentucky, and I joined a morning show, and I was called Kyle the Intern. What? You were in Lexington, yeah. Kentucky? I'm from Cincinnati, yeah. Ohio. I'm not, I, that was like, Lexington was never too far. Oh, tri-state area. I love it. But yeah, <laughs> right over, right over the bridge. We've already talked about this. We've had a conversation about Chile. It's okay. I'm very forgettable. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's funny. I, I, I love that I can finally be the person on a high horse because 99 times out of 100, I'm the person who it's like, who are you? And it's like, we used to date, Kyle. Really? Come on. You have the, I've got the worst. And I'm like, sir, please. No, I've got the, the sir, worst. Sir, please, no. <laughs> I've got the worst short-term memory ever. So, yeah, no, Cincinnati, We yeah, you love the Skyline Chili, right? Yes. we. Now, that conversation, I do remember us having. It was about I'm, Skyline I'm glad- Chili. I'm glad that I'm more forgettable than a bowl of chili. That's that's what it's all about right there. Uh, <laughs> but 
No, Lexington, I was 18. I was on the radio. I was called Kyle the intern. I went out like I it was crazy. I, I raced homeless people for food. That was a thing that happened. Uh, we had a hoax and we said you couldn't smoke in your car. That made international news. It was crazy. But eventually, you know, I, I hit a wall and I couldn't go any further. And I came here. And I mean, really, I mean, Springfield, it's the big time. It's the show. That's what they call it in radio. So. Yes. I love it. Yeah. Well, you, I will tell you this too. And I bet you anybody listening or watching this will feel the same way. You have a great voice for radio. Like, I feel like I'm listening into <laughs> a radio show right now. Like just take me out of the equation and I could see you hosting a show. Um, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I've interrupting you. No, no, it, it, it's fine. Honestly, I used to have a much different voice and then I smoked a pack for 11 years every day. And, uh, I mean, it took decades off my life, but I think I'm okay now. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. I think I think that's what we all feel now going into 2022. I think we're okay. So we'll see. Did you we'll ever see what happens. You don't strike me as a smoker. You don't as a cigarette smoker. I you never know. felt like I I don't know like I you know I've had alcohol. You know I've tried. You know <laughs> I've I like had I've had some alcohol. <laughs> I should say I did have a little too much alcohol for Thanksgiving. <laughs> but okay, all right. That, yes. that sounds like you you have you have like a snifter at Christmas time. That's what it sounds like when you say, "quote I've had alcohol." <laughs> well, I mean, like I just the reason I say that is like I just never I don't know I just never had a desire to smoke, and I have nothing against people that do obviously, but it just like it never really occurred to me. But I have people who are like it's you know I love it so. What about the devil's lettuce? What about the Chiba? What about the uh, green monster? I got about 15 more. I'm going to take a puff here. <laughs> You're just cracking me up. There we go. <laughs> we got all the names for it. Um, but speaking of some of the names that you were uh, talking about here, you know, you're doing Lexington, Kyle, the intern. Tell me a little bit about Illinois, because I think that is oh. the best name. Yes. Thanks, man. Yeah, that was so... Uh, before I got fired, well, lost my job because of COVID from the radio station, which happened for a year and a half and I'm back now. Yes. Um, I hadn't really ever messed with video a whole lot and it was only due to the fact that I'm lazy and I literally have to be forced to do anything at gunpoint. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so it, like, but it, it came to the point where, uh, at the radio station, they were like, Hey, have you ever thought about this? Let's go out and do it. And I love Conan O'Brien. Like Conan O'Brien is Me my too. hero. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I loved his like man on the street stuff, like yeah. when he would go out like and play the old Tommy baseball and stuff. Right. So I, I thought, man, I could do this, but with like local Illinois stuff. And that's what I did. And I joined a play or I, I should say I auditioned for a play both as the oh, man yeah. and woman. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, you should check mm -hmm. it out. It's a it's, it's a fantastic video in which I emasculate myself completely. But uh, I, I, I really had a lot of fun with it. And then I lost my job at radio. And then for a year and a half, I kind of helped make ends meet, obviously, through unemployment, which what a racket that is. Right. But also, <laughs> but also I started making commercials for local car dealerships and they became stupid and surreal and silly. And that's uh, I get like my most joy creatively now out of doing that kind of stuff. I love it. Yeah, well, that's I. I think it's really the reason why I bring that up too, and I will include your website and everything on our um, quote and everything that we'll do for the interview. But uh, I feel like that ties into you as a comedian and how. Just to give a background, how I met Kyle was we were at the Funny Bone one night in Westport Plaza, and you came up to me because we have a mutual friend, uh, Tony Roper, who has also been a guest on this podcast. Also, uh, love Tony. Love Tony. Big Wig and Radio. Shout out to her. Uh, and we were talking because you were like, oh, you know, we've got this mutual friend and I was in radio with her and whatnot. And then I saw you perform and you were so I think that was the first night I saw you do comedy. And I was like, I get how this all kind of ties in together. Like he's fun Thank in the you, videos man. and fun on the stage. Like, is that, you know, did radio kind of lead you into comedy or how did it all yeah. kind of tie together like that? 100%. So there is like a probably much longer, sadder, but kind of sort of happy in the end story <laughs> involved. But uh 
I so I love um, what I figured out is uh, well, and uh, <laughs> I don't really love radio as much as I love being in front of a microphone, talking and interacting and entertaining people. Right. Mm -hmm. So uh, I started doing radio when I was 18 and I got paid and then I got fired and I came back and I worked for free and then I got paid again and I got fired and I came back a third time. <laughs> And I worked for free again, literally for years. I mean, years. I was I worked for free, um, and I I woke up five days a week. I drove an hour, I three hours a night of sleep, and I would drive and I would do the morning show. And I always thought that I was doing it so I could get ahead in radio, but eventually, and it took me a long freaking time to figure this out. I was doing it because I loved it, and it made me better at this kind of stuff, right? And, and again, I started doing comedy in 07 and, and it, I didn't really realize what my comedic voice was until years and years and years into doing comedy. I'm like, oh, it's just the radio. That's all it is. So if I could do crowd work and I can talk and I can have some bits, but I can keep stories and bits loaded up and I can ask you a question. Oh, well, now I'll transition that into a bit and you don't realize that I'm transitioning it into a bit. You think I'm just riffing and maybe I am riffing. You don't know. And that's the whole deal with radio is that I'm going to steer it into this thing I know is funny and maybe Maybe not, but I'll talk my way into it. And all those years I was going to the radio for free, hating myself and hating everything. Um, I was just, it was, it was class. It was school. It was college. I learned more over I me, mean, literally from 04 to 17, I was in a morning show. Right. So I learned more doing that than I ever would have in college, which I did go to college for radio too. But anyway, but that's my point is like one of the hardest things in comedy is finding your voice. Right. And I'm, mm -hmm. for years and years and years, I was like, I don't know what my voice is. I'm never going to find my voice. And it wasn't until like I was at a pizza shop drunk and you're probably going to hear the trains. I live in a real nice neighborhood. Literally, my like every, every time I try to record a podcast, it's a damn Johnny Cash song outside my window. So I'm sorry if you have to edit this out. I um, love it. Yeah, go for okay, it. Okay, good. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, Casually yeah. Casually yeah. hearing the train tracks. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Ca yeah, casually. Yeah, casually living in the best neighborhoods in Illinois. Uh, <laughs> But all of that time that I was doing that stuff, I realized that that was my voice. And, and, you know, now it's been really fun the last few years. I can actually do that. Yeah, absolutely. And I, like I said, I always enjoy when you're on stage, my favorite moment, cause you've been, you've been performing in Illinois. You also perform on the Missouri side. And there was one night we were both at a club here in O'Fallon, Missouri, uh, called backdoor comedy and events. Oh and yeah. I love yes. that club. Yeah, we were at you. We were there. I think I was like somewhere in the middle. And then I was like, I'm just going to hang out and watch the rest of the show. And I remember it was like super warm there one night because it was like a warm summertime show. And you were the last one on stage. And you, it was perfect because there was a guy that was sitting in the front and he had some like t-shirt on, like not in the mood for your statism or something. And you know, like <laughs> yeah, people were yeah. kind of ripping on him obviously. Cause like he wasn't really having fun or like laughing the entire show, obviously. And then you went up <laughs> and you're like, I don't even know. I think like you said something like, I'm just going to like rip this guy to pieces or something. And I was like, yeah. go for it. So I'm like standing there with my makers. Like, I'm like, I'm ready for this show. And you did like, you told me it was going to happen and you followed through, <laughs> you succeeded. He had his wife there too. And she was like, kind of like your standard blonde, like, and he, she, I don't, I think you like went, you called her a Southern belle and you're like, oh, if I do declare, <laughs> <laughs> and it was just so good. Um, where do you yeah. think, I mean, like, I know we just talked about radio, but where do you think that confidence comes from for you getting on stage and just really casually not giving a shit what anybody else is saying or feeling and um, making it so fun and enjoyable? Well, man, I, well, I really appreciate the compliment. Thank you. Yeah. I've been doing it for 14 years. So that that's where a lot of that comes from. Also radio. And also the fact that again, I, I mean, dude, for, uh, how many years was I say 13 years I, I went out and I was even when I was the lead guy on the morning show I was I did stunts so I would go out and uh, pretend I was from Germany and interact with people and try to make them say funny things but not realize that I so that walk in that line right but you know just stupid stuff all the time so really if you i mean and again i was broke one time i did a stunt on the radio station so twitch is the main guy on the morning show he still is and he said hey i just watched this episode of csi right 
And I and on the episode, a guy jumped in the dryer and he spun around a few times. And I think it'd be funny if you did that. And I said, "Well, is that safe?" And he said, "I don't know. I think the guy died or whatever, but I think it'd be funny." So, <laughs> so, so I get in my car, a crappy. I mean, man, this this car had everything wrong with it. And I drive <laughs> to the laundromat, and I made the mistake of going to a laundromat that was in a bad neighborhood where somebody had just gotten shot the day before. So everybody was a little on edge, right? Ooh. And I pull up to the laundromat, and my car dies. But I'm not going to focus on this. I have to do my stunt. So right. I walk inside. And again, I, I've done ridiculous stuff over the years. I've done so many stupid stunts. I had the police called me when I was doing street magic at Starbucks <laughs> one time. Yeah, I got up on a, on a chair in the Starbucks and I went, I'm going to levitate. And I just jumped off and the chair slid back and hit the wall. And I went, mind freak. And they were like, you got to get the F out of here, right? <laughs> so so I did that and I pull up and the car is dead. So I'm like, well, I got to go in and do the stunt. And I've, but again, this is so innocuous. This isn't me getting the police called on me on Starbucks. I remember one time I gave away carrot top tickets and this is how much we thought this through. I was 18. This is 2004. This is so stupid. The idea was to walk into a freaking bank, okay? A bank, take off my shirt, and I would have tickets and other prizes on pieces of paper on, and there'd be, and they'd be attached to pieces of duct tape, and there'd be duct tape on my bare chest. And the gag was, hey, do you want some? Rip the, rip it off, and then you get right. Well, we didn't think what would happen if I go into a bank and take off my shirt and go lift it up, and I've got duct tape all over me. They think I'm gonna blow the freaking place up. This is three years after 9-11, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was literally my first thought, Kyle. I was like, when did this take place? And like, what? <laughs> I was so, getting worried, and I was completely correct. But go ahead. No, you were. So the police are called because they think there's going to be another a terrorist attack in a bank in Lexington. And so, so, so my point is after all of this... Uh, I didn't think that walking into a laundromat saying, can I jump in the dryer would be a big deal. I wasn't worried about it. So, so I go in, but again, the woman realizes that somebody had just been shot a couple of nights before oh, and, and, I, and all I go is, Hey, uh, do you mind if I jump in the dryer? And she grabs a baseball bat and she's like, I'm caught. Can I, can we cuss on this or can we yeah, not? Do you not, do you not yep. like, mm -hmm. is that as fine? Long as, oh yeah, we're good. Yeah. Okay. She, <laughs> She goes, I'm calling the fucking police. And I was like, I was like, wait a minute. I'm like for, for asking if I could jump in the dryer. So I'm on the phone. And again, this is live radio. This is when radio is the best thing ever. I'm on the phone and I go, bro, she's calling the police. And he goes, get the fuck out of there. And I'm like, my car broke down. I can't. So, so she, you know, so the police come and then she's like, if I can press any charges, I'm pressing all the charges. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, what did I do? But thankfully we talked her down. And then here's the kicker of this story. She goes, oh yeah, I'm sorry. I was just a little nervous, but uh, yeah, I listen to you guys all the time. <laughs> what? What? Like that, that shows you the disconnect that people have between hearing a voice and then seeing something in person. I'll give you an example of that right now. One of the first stunts we ever did was called Good Samaritan. And the question okay. was, uh, <laughs> I, so we had, we had another intern and his name was Todd. Okay? okay. And again, this is a relic of a different time. Maybe we won't laugh. Maybe we'll all shudder. His name on the show was re Todd. Ha ha ha. It got laughs at the time. <laughs> at the time. So, yes. <laughs> So Retod is is in the wheelchair, and the idea was if I push Todd over and steal his wallet, will anybody stop and help? And I did it three places. I did it in front of a fancy restaurant. No one gave a shit. Yeah, I did it. I'm but eventually, the last I'm not surprised at all. <laughs> they were all like, "Oh yeah, look, that cripple boy's being assaulted. Hey, is this good shrimp? Num 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 num." But I, I go to a street corner and I push Todd over and I grab his wallet and 
it just so happened that the street corner, the light was red and there was a truck and he was looking at me and a dude jumped out of the truck. And I don't know how familiar you are with old ladies action movies. This dude looked just like Jean-Claude Van Damme. Okay. Okay. I'm <laughs> going to have to bigger. look this up in a little, I'll literally, I'm going to look this up after the episode and we'll have to do a follow-up of how I felt about this story, but go ahead. <laughs> uh, John Claude Van, you don't know who John Claude Van Damme is? I don't know. Oh, I don't my. watch a lot of action movies. Surprise. Like, <laughs> I can't believe, I can't believe that you didn't grow up in the mountains of Appalachia in the eighties. That's unbelievable. So anyway, <laughs> But this dude looks like an 80s action star and he jumps out of the truck and he jumps on top of me and he grabs my shirt and he cocks back his fist and he's like going to assault me, right? And I go, oh, I assault, it would have been self-defense. Anyway, all that I can get out is, it's a radio stunt, it's a radio stunt. And he goes, oh yeah, I'm listening to you guys. <laughs> and he hops in the truck and he takes back off and it's like, what? so... This dude was literally listening to the show, but his brain wouldn't connect that, well, it just so happens the stuff that we're doing, uh, no, no, that really is a guy assaulting a man in a wheelchair taking his wallet. I don't know. I, my, so <laughs> my point in all of this is that if you can do this on, on the air, whatever you do on stage is bullshit, right? Like, it, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't, I don't know. Oh no, I, I that no, that actually answered my question. And then that, all the stories you shared, that was when you were in Lexington. Yeah, that was when I was yeah, that was Okay. So this was or, when yeah. you were first starting out. So that was my mm. so you you come to Springfield and now what station are you with now? 997 the mix. Okay. It's um nineties two K in today. Okay. So this is what I want to know. So with radio, obviously, and I listen because when I drive to work every morning, I listen to a lot of radio in the morning. It's the same thing you talked about. Like there's prank phone calls, second date update, first date follow-up, you know, War of the Roses. Yeah, and it is addicting. You like, you like are glued in. Like at first I'm like, this is, you know, yeah. and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh my God, that makes sense actually. And then you start listening in and obviously it's to get attention and whatnot, just like what you were doing for, you know, when you were in Lexington. Are you doing the same stunts maybe <laughs> that you were doing when you were younger now? Or do you feel like there's a transition in your voice and radio now that you're in a different place oh, and a man. different stage of your life? Uh, what was so that like I'm, transitioning into a different station in a different chapter? Well, yeah, I'm definitely, so here's the deal. I'm definitely on a different format now. Okay. So, cause I'm, you know, it's soccer moms who are... <laughs> So, so I think if I were to be like, hey, if I push over this guy in a wheelchair, will anybody fight me? I don't think soccer moms, although hilariously enough, uh, women of that age really do love that kind of radio, but not necessarily in the format that I'm in. Um, <laughs> so, it, no, so it is, it is different though, and it really is different transitioning from, I mean, literally we were, you know, uh, get, we were doing bits called lap dance distraction trivia where I would get a lap dance and be asked history questions and I would try to answer it. And it's harder than you think. It really is. Uh, but so it's hard. It's hard to transition from that to that's Justin Bieber. Hell, you know, but I don't know. That's almost like that's the challenge and that's the fun of it for me. Uh, but it's also why I love doing my podcast because the podcast is the most opposite of that that you could possibly be. Yeah, which is talk fun. Talk about that. What What's your podcast? Can we find it anywhere? What's it about? Tell us everything. Oh, uh, you can't find it anywhere. You got to uh, call me, and I'll. <laughs> you can no, follow it's him. A Follow you can't. At so funny man fields. There you go. You can't. No, it's called the it's called uh, the obtuse angles podcast. We've done 350 episodes so far. Just recorded the last one uh, tonight. Wow. Not the last one so far. Thank, thank you. It's it's yeah. It's quite an accomplishment uh, going you know so many years without getting paid a nickel. It really is. That's uh, <laughs> we just got picked up. By the way, we just finally got picked up by our heart media. Uh, so please download all of the episodes and congratulations. We'll make little... Thank you, dude. Thank you. No, I, it's really gratifying because legit, we started doing this one in uh, twenty fourteen or fifteen, I think, okay. and then it was like it was three months ago that we got a message like, "Hey, do you want to be a part of this, and you'll actually get paid." So it was pretty. It was pretty cool. It it's really like mind feels blowing. Good. Yeah, I got. Yeah, that. no, dude, dude, no, it really, and especially because like it's the thing where somebody just saw us and asked, like. 
oh my god this never really happens right so that was super cool (laughs) yeah but obtuse angles originally so i'm a former independent professional wrestler Uh, i'm not saying i accomplished anything it was very good but i loved it like i I love your look like you hold on wait a minute i didn't know this i mean i can't really wrestle anybody i mean i guess if you got me really upset but i haven't had that opportunity yet someday in the future (laughs) i thought you were gonna say i guess if you got me really drunk i could throw hands but i don't know yeah (laughs) yeah no, I, uh, honest to God, above, above anything, above, um, comedy or performing or anything, my greatest passion is professional wrestling. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. I like the um, Bella Twins, so I'm on board. There you I, go. The Bella Twins are, were two very, uh, beautiful ladies who, mm-hmm. um, I would, uh, you know, if you guys are, I know I'm married. If you guys are listening, you want to call, come <laughs> on, baby. If, if, if my wife is listening, you understand, right? She does. <laughs> she's already, she's already in the process of leaving me. Uh, no, but no, I, I love, I love wrestling and I was, a, I still, I'm actually still the, I'm the commissioner of a wrestling company in Oregon, oh. Illinois, Zawa. Yeah. Okay. I also do comment. I do commentary for them. So if you like wrestling, check it out. Uh, I, my, my dad's very proud. I do a lot of stuff that I make uh, very little money, but I get paid in drugs. <laughs> I'm sorry. Every uh, anyway, stream. Go ahead. Yes. So, oh yeah. Yeah. Dude, my dad wouldn't know how to spell podcast, let alone download one. So I think I'm fine. Right. But <laughs> so we were both independent pro wrestlers. And I thought, you know, again, this is years ago. I thought, man, no one is really doing topic driven podcasts when it comes to wrestling. Right. At the time, everyone was doing like, well, I'm going to interview this guy. I'm going to interview that guy. And I thought, well, we're two comedians. We're two wrestlers. Let's do the worst wrestling storylines of all time. Because when it comes to wrestling, it's obviously it's theater. It's very physical. It's, it's demanding. It's, it, but it's theater and, and it, it can misfire in spectacular ways. Sure. I mean, mm-hmm. some hilariously stupid wrestling angles and stuff like that. So we started doing it. And after a couple of years, something happened where a guy named Conrad Thompson created a whole podcasting network. Where oh, wow. he makes millions of dollars a year doing topic-driven wrestling material. So I was right, <laughs> <laughs> but but I might have I might have not had the um, the uh, reach that he did, and the also he, he's amazing too. Uh, I check out his stuff. But anyway, we transitioned from that to more pop culture and true crime, and that's what we're doing now. The last episode was Black Friday murders oh, um, and, okay. and deaths. Yeah, like the, the people who have died during Black Friday, trampled, so on and so oh, forth. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, and every year for the past several years, we do something called Macabre Month. I know I'm okay. mispronouncing it. Calm down. Calm down. Um, it was it was a joke kind of early on. I said, well, we'll call it Macabre Month, and it's going to be four or five straight episodes of serial killers, you know, Ted Bundy, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, and it's our best month that we have every year, but I'd love that inevitably someone always calls or, you know, they call me. They, they email and go, hey, man, I didn't want to say anything, but, you know, you're pronouncing it wrong, right? Yeah. yeah so. I know. Don't you love when people just offer up information? You're like, I've, I've, I'm already there. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I, well, I laughed yesterday. It was a screenshot of an old Onion article, but I laughed really hard to the point where it woke my wife up and she told me to, quote, calm down. It was, uh, <laughs> it, said, it, uh, it said, uh, man always gets little rush out of telling people John Lennon beat his wife. <laughs> and she's like, calm down, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm laughing at my eye. Yeah, because that's the, I told you so. Anyway, okay. Yeah. I'm now, sorry. I, I, I've made this episode very easy for you. I won't shut the fuck up. So oh, I actually love it. No, this is exactly what I want. You know, we're showcasing your radio <laughs> talents, your comedic talents. I've also learned, we always casually learn something on these. I did not know that you did commentary for wrestling. So, and I didn't know that you were into wrestling. So, I mean, I should have known. I mean, typical white guy from Springfield, Illinois, probably <laughs> well, should have uh, known. No, <laughs> typical white guy in his 30s from Kentucky. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the wind, just yeah. if I could lick it if we were outside, yeah. it would be done. Um, I like it. I, I grew up in Appalachia. Like, I literally grew up in the mountains. Like I grew up in a trailer in Appalachia. For, <laughs> so, so if I if I didn't like wrestling, there would be like something really weird or askew. Yeah. 
So, well, I was a theater person, so that's why I have an appreciation for it because I know that there's acting and writing and it, I actually oh, yeah. saw um when Raw Live, it was this was like a few years ago. So this is well, you know what? I'm 31 now. I shouldn't even say it's a few. It was in my early 20s. I saw Raw. It came here. And I loved seeing it live because then you saw all like this, like, I don't know the exact terminology, but I love seeing like all the stage management and the cues and the calls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, when you're watching it on live yeah. TV, I think sometimes there's a stereotype of just being like, oh, it's just wrestling. It's just people yelling. Yeah. But in reality, they're really, that's why it's such a multi-million dollar industry because there is so much thought and you know planning and process into it unfortunately sometimes when things are live just like when you're doing comedy or theater or anything else that's in front of a live audience things can go wrong people can get injured it does happen but i do love seeing stuff like that live and seeing the the way the audience is excited about it and how pumped it so i i appreciate and respect it too so but anyway go ahead sorry <laughs> no 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 i i completely agree with you and i think it's one of those things where um you know I, i've had a lot of friends throughout my life in in, in theater because i've i've done theater i've done plays and all that stuff too yeah. and they kind of you know, it's not that necessarily theater people are the also wrestling fans, but there's so much of an intersection. Yes. There really is because it, people, I know this. If you if you've never seen it, if you've never really been involved, if you never enjoyed it, I can understand. You go, well, it's just some redneck shit where two people are fake fighting, right? Like, but yeah. it's so much more than that. It really is characters, and it's and and it's and and again, I, what I find far more interesting than the fact that you know the match is 100% choreographed from A to Z, which on the rarest of occasions does happen. It's not that. It's it, it's it is improvisation. It's it's. It's physical improvisational theater. Yes. And that's super fucking fascinating to me, right? Mm -hmm. Like the fact, especially if it's like a live TV show and you want to talk about stage management, like essentially if like you were wrestling, let's say Tony, right? Like if you guys were having a match and I were to say, hey, uh, Molly, uh, you and Tony, uh, you're going to get six minutes. Tony's going to go over with the finisher and that's it. Right. And then yeah. it's going to be up to you and Tony. And if it's WWE, a producer to sit down and think about, well, how's this match going to go down? We have six minutes. Tony's going over with her finisher. What's the story? And just like, just like uh, most theaters or plays 90% of the time, at the very least, there is a, um, a formula to it. And then when you invert the invert the formula, it becomes more surprising and stuff like that. But there's usually the shine, which means the baby face or the good guy gets the offense in, crowd's happy. Then the heel is going to take over. The heel's the bad guy. They're usually going to cheat. So in simplistic purposes, poke you in the eye, then take over. And they're going to cheat, and they're going to choke you, and they're going to break the rules, and the ref ain't looking. And then there's going to be a couple of hope spots or a false comeback where, again, you're the heel. We know that. You're the bad guy. Everybody knows that. And then Tony is the baby face, the good guy. And a couple times, Tony's going to fire up on you and give you some shots. And the crowd's going to go crazy. And she'll hit a sunset flip. But then what are you going to do? You're going to cut her off. Um, if you're good, cheating. Boom. And the crowd's going, God damn it. We want Tony <laughs> to win. And then finally, if the baby face goes over, if the good guy wins, Tony is going to beat you when you slip on a banana peel. You make a mistake. And then Tony maybe beats you with your own medicine. One, two, three. Now, again, there's a million different ways to take that and change it and fuck it up and all that. But that is the basic formula of a wrestling match and having that in your head you just like just like a joke right what is a joke a setup a punchline a tag yes. yada 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 right same deal and you're going to sit with tony now again if you guys are planning a match you're not going to necessarily say we're going to do this and this and this and this but you're going to know the beginning you're going to know uh what goes into the heat how you fuck up how tony gets to it and then you're going to know the, the the comebacks and you're going to know when to go home and then that's going to be it and and then you're listening to the crowd for the rest of the time, right? Yeah. So you're going to know when to hit her, when to make her come back. And that is the rush and the thing that makes wrestling so beautiful and interesting. And I think a lot of people don't give it credit for in that it's not just, okay, we're going to do this fake fight. It's an art form. 
And it's, uh, I don't know, I, I love it. I, I think it's super crazy. It's awesome. And I love, you were going to just, you answered exactly the next question I was going to ask too, is how I was like, do you feel like it kind of resembles comedy a little bit with that preparation? Yes. And that's what you said, just because, you know, everything, you know, about comedy, we can't do it unless we have an audience reaction. And I do feel like wrestling would be the same thing. So your whole world, Kyle, really just ties it all together. Your radio, your wrestling, your <laughs> Right, comedy, thank you. You know? Man, <laughs> dude, so I, uh, a, a lot of comedy is um, self-promotion. And, and, and again, I'm, I'm sorry to be graphic. Sucking yourself off. Unfortunately, yeah. when it comes to, it is, unfortunately, when it comes to social media and comedy, it's sucking yourself off. Oh, I got this new bit. You guys got to check it out. Oh, I killed, not, you don't want to say you killed. Oh, I went here and I did this. And you're right. But I don't like, I, I have like these thoughts in my head and it's so awesome that you s say, hey, Kyle, it's right. It's like, bro, I think this shit, but I don't want to be like, you, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, so. Mm -hmm. Well, so, that's what I'm here for. I have to interview people <laughs> and then I just tie it all together. And I'm like, this is what's casually happening. Right. But it's kind no, of what we, it, oh, it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, no, I, well, it, it is. And, 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 um, uh, that's why I think so many wrestlers become comedians and so mm -hmm. many people who love wrestling, love comedy. And that's why, like, when I really talk about comedy to people who, also are wrestlers or at least understand wrestling i use it i use wrestling terms and and that's kind of how i view my set is and again i'm not saying that's the only way to do comedy obviously it isn't the vast majority of people have have an hour and they know every fucking beat from a to z and that's awesome and and that's great but for me I, to me, the art is I know where I'm going to start. I know where I'm going to end. Just like wrestling. I know some high spots in between. Let's just figure it out and figure out how we get there. And then I'll talk to you. And I know that I got my high spots, right? And, and I'm going to, maybe I talk to you and it doesn't go so hot. I can use my little trick to make your thing seem interesting. And then guess what? I'm going to go into my bit, but I'm not going to go into a bit. I'm going to make it seem like I transitioned into that bit. You see what I'm saying? And and then All like about let's the say, magic, baby. Yep. No, it is, man. And and honestly, when it when it when it comes to crowd work, and this is something that I figured I'm just drunk enough to talk about this, by the way. <laughs> is uh uh and again, I've never heard anybody fucking say this, and maybe someone's gonna listen to this and go, Oh yeah, you figured it out 15 years in, you idiot. Um, I create characters in the crowd, right? So I start, I do my thing, I talk to you, I give you a nickname, I give you a character, I move on. And maybe I uh, figure out your relationship with this other person and then I create that. And if I keep going and creating characters in the crowd and then if a joke doesn't hit, guess what? I've got a whole safety net of characters I've created because crowd work works so easy if you just give them a little fucking bit so my joke doesn't work boom what about molly ha ha ha, ha right and then we fucking move on i don't know that's i love it that that's the thrill to me but it's like yeah. wrestling it's like wrestling well i was gonna say that's what i was mentioning earlier is that you are really comfortable with crowd work so you explaining that actually gives me an insight into your mind and how that works because sometimes i feel like crowd work you really have to have an art to it. Like, I feel like that's something oh, yeah. I haven't mastered. And I think I, you know, I fall into that same trap sometimes where you talk to people. It's like, so what do you do? Oh, you're in finance, right. you're a banker, you know, and then it starts Here, getting right. like old. It's right. not funny. And I'm like, are we just ripping? That's why I don't really talk to the crowd no. a lot. Cause I'm just insulting and, a person rather than right. having fun in the first place. Yeah. And here's here and here here's the mistake that people make, and I swear I say this on other podcasts, and my wife goes, "Why are you telling people this?" <laughs> it's like, like, and honey, I, have you seen a comedy show? Thank you. Well, so, no, 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 but I it's mean like that in I a loving way. It's, no, 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 yeah. no, no, mm -hmm. absolutely. But I think that what she's saying is like. I should at least be making a living as a full-time comedian before I start. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Here's I what I've it, learned girl. over 15 I years. Yeah. <laughs> I, spent, I spent 15 years learning this, but you could go ahead and hear it. Um, but, uh, uh, shit, I, I'm sorry. This is the first time I lost my train of thought. What was I getting at? Please so tell we were, me. I was talking about crowd work and how people are, you know, myself included, are like, what do you do? Uh, oh, yeah. You know? Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, so when it comes to crowd work, um, the, the mistake people make is they box themselves into a, a, a box, right? Like you go, where do you work? And then in your head, you panic and go, well, I got to make this one thing funny. No, you don't. No, you don't. 
No, no, you can, you can, you can kind of, whatever they say, you can transition that to, to something with the person next to them. Like, uh, like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Is that what, uh, what made you guys hook up together? You were impressed he was a tax, you know what I'm saying? Blah, I've blah, seen you right? do this. Yeah. Right, yes, right, yes. right, right. So, 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 and, but, and the more you do it, the funny things you remember, right? So let's say I, oh, two years ago, this fucking killed. Well, now I got this. But even if you don't have this, best case scenario, they say a thing, you rip off something funny, they laugh, you keep it in your head forever. If not, no big fucking deal. And guess what? And people don't realize this. Ask another fucking question. Calm the fuck down. Right? You don't have to go, where do you work? Uh, what's funny about it? No, fuck it. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. And where are you from? Bingo. That's it. That's fucking it. That's it. People panic. Don't fucking panic. It's you. They don't fucking know. And when it comes to laughs with crowd work, it's a sliding fucking scale. Like if they realize that you wrote something, it's got to be clever. It's got to be funny. It's got to be this. It's got to be that. They know what's real in the fucking room. They know that. Even if they don't like, I know the illusion is, ah, I'm just riffing on this shit. No, they fucking know you're not right that's why crowd work fucking works because if you talk to a miguel this motherfucker really he didn't write that maybe you fucking did but they don't know that boom right that's the mm -hmm. that's the magic trick that's yeah. the magic trick of the shit and people always say our oh, crowd work is part of the tricks no it's fucking not because it does come with a lot of riffing but that's what that's what makes it exciting and that's because you have a safety net you create your own safety net you know where you can go but while you're doing it fucking really go at it hit them with something right i'm i'm, I'm getting drunk and excited i apologize but, no but it's a good thing yeah. when we were listening to a podcast especially people listening do you always want to and sometimes it does get casually serious on here and we have some really in like heart to heart but <clears throat> i do like that you're mentioning all these points and you have a light-hearted attitude about it so especially for people like listening to it in your car that's what we're kind of going for you know casually have a light personality have a good time with it but there's a lot of things, like I said, I've learned about you. This is why I love doing this podcast is I learned about you. <laughs> right. Like we've been friends for a while now and I didn't even know some of these interests. But then again, I feel like what happens in comedy is like, we just talked about this earlier too, how, you know, we look at everybody's feed. And again, this is also talking about myself. Everybody, we have to post. It's like social media is like a thing. It's, oh, I've got this episode out. I've got the show. Watch us kill it this weekend. You know, all. Man. And I yeah. feel like that's been, you know, how our, not that, you know, we, we just never really got to have like a meaningful conversation. So I feel like it's yeah. kind of cool that we've gotten to sit down and I've always been like, oh, Kyle's so fun. I like him. But now I feel like I've learned so much about you and I hope everybody else who listened felt the same way or watched. Um, what I will ask is you've obviously given a lot of great advice, but what I always ask at the end of each episode, uh, what kind of casual advice would you give for somebody who is maybe pursuing radio or comedy or, you know, somebody who maybe sees themselves in you, what would advice would you give them or maybe something, you know, now you didn't know early on? Uh, my radio advice would be don't get the fuck out. Um, <laughs> I'm only serious. Don't, don't do it. Um, comedy, man, you know, when I, it's funny because when I first started doing comedy in 07, comedy podcasts weren't really a thing yet. And, um, it, it's interesting because people start doing comedy now with far more knowledge than I had when I started. And again, I, I'm not going to say like, oh, I tried so hard. I mean, I, I never stopped doing comedy, but I could have been so much smarter about absorbing more information. It's like everything I have, I fucking learned myself, which is fine, but I just wish I would have. I don't know, but again, comedy is, and I tell people this, comedy is like sex. You only get better at it by doing it. You can read about sex. You can watch sex. You can hear about sex. You, when you have sex, you're like, well, I do. Oh my, like, right? <laughs> At least that was me. That was my first time. <laughs> oh, my God. There's two of them. No, I <laughs> – uh, it's like that, man. You can only get better at it by doing it. But legitimately, I would listen to advice. But he here's the thing. I just, this is my pet peeve when it comes to comedy. And if I could give anybody my big, broad fucking advice when it comes to comedy for everybody is, and by everybody, I mean, you know, 
under, I say under me, you know what I'm talking about, who've done less than me. I'm not talking about Chris Rock, <laughs> Louis. Yeah, Chris Rock, you listen to me, goddammit. I got some things to tell you. People who are Chris, starting out, I gotcha, yeah. The, the misconception is these people are here to hear my great, interesting, intelligent, funny takes on these things. And again, I'm not, I don't know. And I don't want anyone to go, oh, he does crowd work. So he's shitting on bits. I'm not. I don't think I you do. are either. No. Right. And you've you. also done bits too, by the way, if anybody. I, I do. And I do. Yeah. No, I, I do. And, I, and I've got literally, I, I, I've got a lot of fucking material, but it's, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's like, if I can do what I want to do, if I go to a buffet, am I going to eat the salad or am I going to eat the fried chicken? You know what I'm saying? The crowd work <laughs> is the crowd work is the fried chicken. But, um, but so when you start comedy, do those things, but they want to think this is real. They want to think it's a living, breathing thing. Just do a little thing in the middle of your bit to make them think that maybe you're thinking of it on the fly. You're not just going ba da 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 right? You're not, no, you're, this is a thing. And maybe even like stop in the middle of it and look at the person and be like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Just add a little, add a little thing. And that Personal shatters bad. that. Yeah. Yeah. It, mm -hmm. it, it, it shatters that imaginary fourth wall and it makes them think this is something that's real and live in the moment and if you can do that you're so fucking far ahead of so many other people that's my advice when it comes to comedy absolutely i thank you so much for sharing that um i i also want to talk about too real quickly what shows do you have coming up that you want us to hear about oh. as well absolutely uh you know it's funny let me get um, out my phone and my planner <laughs> We talked earlier about how I'm, you know, I'm good at a few things in comedy, except when it comes to the promotion. I just get, see, because I, I, I just, I get, I used to be good at it, but it's like after 14 years, I don't give a shit. Like everybody who knows me knows I do it. They've seen my shit. They, they don't care. No one fucking cares. I see, I see, I see the young people in comedy who are like, "Oh, you need to come out," and it's like, "Man, I wish that used to be me," but now it's like, no one gives a shit. <laughs> <laughs> but I kind of anyway. like it though. You're not up anybody's ass. You're like, "Here's what I'm doing. I, this is right. what I need." You know, at least not that I know. Right. But you know, not, no, not no, no. <laughs> at least not tonight. Hey, hey, hey. hey. But on a serious uh, note, what are you doing so people know? <laughs> on a serious note, whose ass are you up? Um, I've got December 4th in my phone. It says Jesse Show. So that's going to be at some place in the Champaign area. <laughs> Jesse's Show? Oh, my God. It's the, it's the Tuttles. The Champaign <laughs> The, the, the Tuttles, see you comedy, check them out. They have amazing okay. shows. Gotcha. Um, I, I, you know, again, I, it's, it's, I tell you, if you like this, December 4th, if you're in the Champaign area, there you go. Also, <laughs> we can't forget about, um, we can't forget about, uh, September 10th, Friday, September 10th, Kyle Fields and Friends. Wait, excuse me, did you say September 10th? December 10th. <laughs> September of 2022. Oh my gosh. Okay, December 10th. I'm sorry. <laughs> here's the funny. Here's the funny. Here's the funny thing, Molly. When you when you smoke a lot of weed and you drink, you can do a really good job of fooling people, but there will be there will be clues. sorry if anybody's listening this the audio and they just hear us laughing and coughing and i'm like excuse me did you just say september 10th december 10th where are we december 10th <laughs> it's gonna be kyle fields and friends you can figure that out by hitting me up on twitter at, at funny man fields and of course uh we have uh december 18th that's a saturday on my phone it says jacksonville donnie b gig so i'll be working for donnie b in jacksonville <laughs> illinois Wait, where's your Kyle Fields and Friends going to be? We didn't say uh, that. Well, yeah, thank you for picking up on that. 
I'm this scrolling is why down. Kyle earlier was like, you're so good at promotion. <laughs> now I'm like, let's break this down. <laughs> Kyle Fields and Friends is going to be at the Luna Lounge. That's going to be December 10th, starting at 8 o'clock in Cesar, Illinois. Okay, gotcha. There we go. It's on It's on Franklin Street. There you okay. go. Gotcha. Didn't think I know the street, did you? Well, I did. <laughs> um, if you if you'd like to listen to any of my episodes of the podcast, the Obtuse Angles podcast, it's hashtag Evergreen, man. It's all about sex, drugs, and rock and roll, true crime, Obtuse <laughs> Angles. Uh, go ahead and search for that, and uh, man, it would just be great if you go ahead and download all of our episodes. That would at least give me a few bucks in my pocket. It's great though; you'll love it. Yes, I love it. I love it. Okay, so we got December 4th, December 10th, and then what was the last one, December 18th? Hold on, pull out well, your phone one more time. <laughs> Just love you, sure. Molly. Uh, no, it's not. Uh, hold on, wait a minute. <laughs> Absolutely. And hey, don't forget about the big show coming up on December 31st, where I literally just have in my phone wrestling. So it's going to be comedy and wrestling. If anyone oh, got oh. any of this, like, just follow by the way, Fields. <laughs> by the way, I'm going to be spending the weekend at uh, Mason City Limits Comedy Club, uh, January 7th and 8th of next month. Okay, there we there go. There we go. Yes. And uh, I'm going to be I'm going to be going to the Royal Rumble in St. Louis on January 29th. So if you All guys right. want to. <laughs> got your whole schedule i love it i love it oh my gosh i'm like dying we even got the podcast down that's pretty good um, we did man thank you so much you, you know what you are a great host and Aww, uh thank, thank you. you no i mean that man and thank you for giving so many local uh artists and podcasters and comedians the opportunity to uh come on here and you know sh show their wares i guess oh well, i appreciate anybody taking a chance it's always fun because like you know if you for people who are familiar with the podcast if you're not familiar with it too you know i always interview a variety of people but I always get like, not nervous. Like I still have the confidence to ask people, but sometimes there's always like that 1% where you're like, what if they say no? So when I asked you, I was like, what if he says no? And you were like, yes, I, what are you worried about? <laughs> not even well, I mean, obviously yes. I'm, I'm a huge star. I know what you were thinking. <laughs> I know you were like, this guy has made upwards of $37 on his podcast. So <laughs> why would he want to come on mine? I get it. I get it. I know that $37 is really intimidating. Kyle. I don't know. Well, it, it's know. it's almost a whole month of uh, sling. So, so we'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Uh, speaking of figuring it out, go figure out how to follow the Casually Molly podcast. Um, it's available on all streaming services. Please give us a little subscribe, maybe a review if there's an episode you liked. Just let us know which one you uh, want to listen to more and maybe we'll bring up more topics like this um and then of course uh monk who's been great shout out to monk he's been working our tech this whole time uh at the casually molly podcast the handle that is on the youtube channel just please make sure and give us also for youtube we are about three subscribers away from 100 subscribers so hey. just give us a little subscription and i would be real really really good um nothing like some good validation i know that's kind of like a cheap joke but I really mean it. Uh, on that note, <laughs> I love I'm not so like, hey, look, I'm not trying to validated. brag. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying to brag, but I think uh, Two Singles has 101 on YouTube. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, we're how, how, long, up. How, how long have you been on YouTube? So I have been on YouTube since the middle of the pandemic. So around like okay. maybe March 2020. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, I've been on for seven years. So there So, not to brag, but, you know, you're kind of dancing with the big boys. <laughs> oh, good. I can't wait. I love it. I love it. Uh, well, now that we've ended our episode, I always ask this one last question. What are you going to do now that our episode, our episode, our apps episode is casually over? What are you going to casually do now? Well, it's going to be, uh, well, you know, first of all, obviously, when I go on the street, they're going to say, hey, wait a minute. Were you the guy from the Casually Molly podcast? <laughs> And I'm and I'm gonna say, Dad, it's me. Come on. <laughs> right. <laughs> I you know I I tell you what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna. Uh, this is man. So my my wife is out of town. She's uh, uh, dealing with some family business, which means I'm gonna get drunk and play video games. All right. I got a pretty cool life. I'm pretty cool. <laughs> I love it. I love it. 
I'll, well, I'm going to, I mean, my, my boyfriend is still at home, so I'm going to go casually eat some dinner with him. And uh, Absolutely. what are you going to eat? Do you, do you know what, you know what the dinner is? You know, I have no idea, but I will say this. He actually cooked, which uh, for people who don't know, my boyfriend, his name is Jimmy and he's a comedian here in St. Louis, but he called me before this and I was like, Hey, I'm at the studio with something wrong. And he's like, Oh no, I cooked dinner. And I just wanted to know when you were coming home. And I was like, Oh. Well, that's nice. I, I was like, dinner, right? I was like, that's thoughtful. Did you ask? Did you ask what it was? You know what? I didn't. I should have asked. <laughs> what? Oh my god! It could have been pizza like, rolls thought. for God's sake. <laughs> wow. Now, Jimmy is 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 he a chef? Is he a food connoisseur? You know, I gotta give it Chef Day. He is pretty good. At, when I first met him, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, like. I was, that's why I kind of like didn't date for a long time because I was always around people that were like, oh, you got to make a good crock pot recipe for your man. I was like, <laughs> I, I can't, I can't do this. And like, luckily he's not like, we both use crock pots, but for entirely just like, you know, just for when we have to make big meals to like supply right. everything for the week. But no one's like thoroughly impressed that we threw some food and misery into a pot. Oh, so. You're like, I make bathtub hooch in mine. He actually makes some <laughs> stews and shit. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just going to throw some vegetables in here, call it a day. But yeah, he like really, yeah. really takes the time. Like he'll put on a pot roast or, and he really, he really thinks about it. And then uh, now that we've got wow. like, now that I've really taught him what silverware is and like actual plating and stuff, he's really started to get a little <laughs> fancy on me. And I'm like, oh, we have a salad dish, a main course meal. It's, it's kind of insane, but I'm very lucky. So you're saying that he was a good cook, but you taught him that it could go in other things that weren't like a, like a paper uh, plate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Of a, I quote, I taught him silverware, like he was raised by monkeys in the jungle. <laughs> I taught him how to use a toilet. I think I just taught him how to live with a woman, but it's fine. But I, uh, I love it. I well, here's here. Are you a good chef at all? Do you like to cook anything, or are you just a pizza roll kind I, of man? I'm not kidding, man. I can totally make some ramen with the best of them. I mean, I <laughs> think that. Uh, <laughs> I know, you know, I know I'm, I'm really, not, I mean, I could cook some steak. I love making eggs and I, I can make like, if I can make the lumberjack specials, right? I like like I can make some, I can make some damn good eggs and pancakes and fruit loops and shit like that. But I mean, aside from that, no, it's uh no, I'm not, I'm not chef day as you were to say. <laughs> But you are Chef Fields, and I won't hold you up any longer from some food, some video game time, and just some relaxation. <laughs> right. Yeah, I got some pretty stale <laughs> Pop-Tarts waiting on me, so we'll see. Well, we wouldn't want to leave them waiting. <laughs> so mm -mm. it's... <laughs> mm -mm. Uh, one last question, and I know I said that earlier, but you have me intrigued. What's your favorite <laughs> Pop-Tart flavor? What are we going towards? Because I'm a strawberry uh, gal. I haven't had them uh, forever. A but... stra strawberry gal. Whoa, hot take. <laughs> hot take. <laughs> Oh, oh, what is your favorite Beeble Beatles album? Sergeant Pepper? Oh, what's your favorite McDonald's burger? A Big Mac? What? <laughs> no, I, uh, so the strawberry, obviously, it's fine. It's fine. It's a lukewarm take. There's a lot going on. So, Ooh. so if, if you're a true Pop Tarts aficionado, you want to go to Big Lots. Why do you go to Big Lots? I'll tell you why. Because the more exciting, ambitious flavors uh, didn't sell well, and you got to get them at Big Lots two weeks before they grow stale. So there's a lot of great stuff there. The pumpkin pie, they, they try every year, and it doesn't sell, but I oh, buy it. No. Uh, uh, well, come on, see, but no, no. Did you try it? Did you try the pumpkin pie? I didn't need to. <laughs> I didn't need to. Uh, you know what my favorite was, I, and they don't make it anymore. And they, they, it was, it was around for a sliver in the '90s, and it went away like that. It's got to be the vanilla. How you go, vanilla? I don't, don't knock it until you tried it. It was fantastic and beautiful, and well, yeah. So there you go. All right. Well, the next time I see you, if I can find you a vanilla Pop-Tart, I think we'll be best oh. friends forever. <laughs> Dude, I, I, well, well, first of all, it's going to be about 20 years old. But if you can. <laughs> see if they oh, maybe brought man. it back. <laughs> Do you like the toaster strudels? Is the toaster strudel your thing? Come on. You know, you put it in the deal and you, you write your name in the little cream. 
Yeah, I actually used to do that when I was little. So, yes, I used to have the toaster strudels. Oh, time, well, I'm yeah. sorry I'm a child. I'm a damn <laughs> child. I apologize. <laughs> I was easy. It was like, because you were Molly, M-O-L-L-I-E. I was four damn letters. I had to put my name in a... And a fucking happy face and a star at the end of it. And shit. <laughs> you had room for emojis before we knew what those were. So you started it. Yeah. You started the trend. I'm, I'm waiting on my check. Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> Wait till I'm drinking. Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> That's right. We'll get that from iHeartMedia. It's going to be okay. <laughs> now that you're picked up, it's all going to be yeah. covered. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, damn bye. right i gotta go but i love you thank you so much for coming on you've been awesome i love you thank you you've and been awesome I, uh, you've been great and uh tell tony hi for me she's gonna love this i when will this comes out. I, I, yeah she's gonna listen to it and she's gonna be upset that you didn't invite her to the show and you came to springfield well i she did she did her, she has been on this show though she was one of our uh one of our first virtual guests. So she'll have to tell you a little oh. bit about that. Or you guys can oh. look it up. Uh, casual, I forget the name of the exact episode, but I'll share it. I'll share it underneath everything. But just look up Tony that's Roper. A, <laughs> that's, a, that's a Kyle Fields plug right there. You can Google it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I've had a lot of good laughs on this episode. I'm really excited for good. this to come out. All right. Bye, friend. Have a good rest of your night. <laughs> You too. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Thank you.